Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and tonight we're recording Diz Dads Podcast Plus from the Man Cave with my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Hey, welcome back. And back in his comfy seat at his desk at home, Tim Hicks. <laughs> Reach for the sky. And tonight, we're going to take a little bit different tack on our usual discussion of uh, Disney destination travel. Uh, this time we're going to talk about, well, what not to do. Um, all of the things that you should avoid when putting together your next Disney destination vacation. But before we do that, hey, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast sponsors who are, gee, folks who would help you. Make sure that you don't do any of these things when you're planning a Disney destination vacation, at least as best they can. Uh, that would be Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners. Uh, they can help make sure that you avoid the kind of mistakes that we're going to be talking about uh, on this episode. But hey, you know, unfortunately, sometimes they happen anyway, and they can help you work through them as well. Uh, if you would like to work with uh, Wicked Mouse Travel, you could visit their website at wickedmousetravel.com. Or if you wanted to work with Mouse Master Travel, you could go to their site at mousemastertravel.com. All right, so Tim, um, you're the one who came up with this topic originally, so I'm going to let you kind of set us up for it. You bet. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, talking on this show about things to do, recommendations of places to eat and things to make sure you don't want to miss, that sort of thing like that. But we don't really talk a whole lot about things that you should not do when you're planning or taking a Disney destination vacation. And there's a lot of those things that I think uh, between the three of us, we can come up with. Sure. Well, you know, some of them come up more frequently than others, and I'm sure we'll probably try to hit on the the most common ones first. But I think there are also some that maybe we've ex we've uh, been exposed to, right? Somebody has has brought them to us, uh, mm -hmm. and and so you know we've learned about them, and they may be a bit of an an oddball exception. But hey, you never know; you could be the one who shares that particular oddball exception. So we're going to help you try to avoid those. So, uh, let's see, Willie, you've been doing this, uh, probably longer than any of us. So what is your first tip for, uh, a thing to avoid when planning a Disney destination vacation? What I would strongly recommend is plan at least six to nine months in advance, if not more. Do not try to pull off last minute vacations, especially over spring break, fall breaks, Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, <laughs> Thanksgiving. These are the most busy times of the year, and you will regret everything. Even if you do go, you will have a miserable time. Yeah, and, and, you know, 
just because you glanced at the calendar and noticed, hey, the kids have an extra day off. What is it? Oh, President's Day? Well, gee, we should go. Just because you didn't notice there was a holiday, that doesn't mean that everybody else didn't notice. <laughs> Very <laughs> much Probably so. way before you did. Right. <laughs> right. If you see Columbus Day is in October, everyone else is having the same holiday all across the country. So be prepared for it. <laughs> And, and Unless you particularly like big crowds. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine and, and, any of us do. And here's the thing. If you need to travel during a holiday, it's doable, right? I mean, it, it, we wouldn't generally recommend it, especially for, for first trip, but it's doable. However, the more time you have to plan for that trip, especially when the crowds are bigger – the better you'll be able to manage it because you'll be prepared. You'll have plans in place and strategies to deal with those crowds that it's just not possible to deploy when you're trying to put that trip together on two weeks' notice. Exactly. And and Disney is not one of those things where, uh, like, oh, if I wait till the last minute, I can get a last-minute bargain on – Right or whatever, you know, it's not that way with Disney. So just don't even don't even think that's a possibility. Deals happen six months in advance if there's going to be a deal. Well, and and here's the other thing about Disney deals that I think most people don't realize. Just because a deal has been announced and it applies to a trip that you you know in a time you want to take, that doesn't mean that the best price you could get for a trip during that time frame is to book the deal. Uh, and that's been especially true over the last three or four years. More mm-hmm. and more, we're finding that if we get a guest booked, you know, seven, eight, nine months out, when the deal comes out, the discounted price is usually being applied against a price that has increased in the interim. Right, the so, full rack rate, right? Yes. Well, and and or or it's just that there's been an annual price increase in between. And the result is that those people who booked farther out in advance are paying less than somebody who books a deal now because the the price increase in the interim basically wipes out the savings. Or you're required to upgrade your room and or Upgrade to Park Hopper, right? Exactly. Which in the, turn the terms of the deal, correct? Yeah, it may require things that that aren't a good fit for your trip. I mean, it's one thing if you wanted Park Hopper in the first place, but if that's not something that you wanted, but you have to buy it to get the deal, then it makes it less of a deal, right? And Disney knows that. So does Universal, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Right. Um. So so. You know, last minute is not the way to get a deal at Disney, and that's that's a really important tip. Um, and that's, frankly, uh, one that applies equally to Disney Cruise Line. I mean, yes, you'll see occasionally, especially during particularly slow cruise times, you know, they'll, they'll advertise these deals that, you know, the way they advertise them makes them look like huge discounts. You have to remember that they're a discount against a price that's been steadily rising for 18 months since that itinerary was released because the cheapest price is the price the day of of release. And so by the time the discount gets applied, the price may have risen 10%. Well, if the price rose 10% and you get a 5% discount, 
you're still paying 5% more than you would right. have paid if you'd booked it up front. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, all right. Well, I- I'm going to kind of take a, a tack sort of similar to Tim's here and, and say that, that one thing you shouldn't do when planning a Disney vacation is to just say, oh, it's vacation. We're just going to wing it. Oh. E- even if no. e- even if you've been before, even if you've been lots of times before, the biggest regret that I hear from people is people who who take a Disney trip, they come back and they say, I just don't understand it. It was so busy and we didn't get to do anything. And nine times out of ten, the people who have that response went in without a plan, without looking in advance at what they wanted to do and when it was they were wanting to do it and just figured they'd just, you know, figure it out on the fly. It doesn't work that way anymore, if it ever really did. Yeah, it hasn't in a while. Um, It just doesn't. And it's a sure recipe for frustration and disappointment because you're just, it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to just, you know, Wake up at 10 a.m. like Tim likes to walk, likes to do, and go, you know, walk on Space Mountain. Um, yeah, Tim sleeps in till 10, but he knows and he has a plan for his day that doesn't include a must do of, you know, Space Mountain as soon as he gets to Magic Kingdom in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, and along those lines, we've got a trip coming up, and I've never ridden Rise of the Resistance, even though it's been open, what, a couple of years now? Mm-hmm. So on the day that we're planning to go Hollywood Studios, we are going to rope drop. Absolutely. Because right. I want there to make go. sure that I ride that regardless of if I have to pay or not. I'm going to I'm going to hope that, you know, being there early enough to rope drop and go straight there will be just fine for that. Okay, so there you go. So there's an example. It doesn't have to be a really complex plan. It just needs to be a plan. You you need to have an idea of what you're getting yourself into or you're going to be one of those cranky, angry people who feels like you wasted a bunch of money taking a Disney destination vacation. Can I add on to that? There sure, is such please. a thing as over planning. If you try to plan out every minute of every day, you are going to be disappointed because things do not always work out the way you plan them if you're planning out every minute of every day. So to that extent, you do need to be able to stay flexible with things. But at the same time, uh, like Aaron said, you really need to have a plan for what you want to do and how you want to do it. There are some things where you could wing it, but you still have to have that initial plan. Like, right. And I think that what I would say to phrase what Tim was talking about in the do nots is I would say, do not expect that just because you planned it that way, that's exactly how it will happen. Right? 100%. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Tim's planning to go at rope drop. He he could be there for six hours before Rise of the Resistance even opens. It's true. I mean, so you know, you have to be willing to say, "Oh no, we had a problem," and move to the next thing. You know, right? It, it will suck if that happens, and I know Tim will lay into me next time if this did happen. But <laughs> right, because you will have jinxed it. You will have jinxed right. it. Yes. Um, On the other no. hand, Slinky Dog Dash isn't a great stroll from there. So. There you go. I mean, I think that the the key there is, you know, the do nots are really both ends of the extreme when it comes to planning, right? Do not go with no plan at all 
and do not expect a minute-by-minute detailed plan to unfold exactly as you've mapped it out. Um, And as long as you're somewhere in the continuum in between those two, right, you're probably going to be fine. And, you know, that's what, that's the kind of thing that a a travel professional can help you with is figure out where along that continuum you're most comfortable. Exactly. You've got to factor in things like, oh, you know, the the little one is tired. We need to take a little bit of a break. Um, the wife needs to use the restroom. We're going to have to hang on, you know, take take a minute away from our itinerary, as it were, to uh, to take a little break. So these things happen. As long as you're you're human, there are things that are going to get in the way of your best laid plans. Meals are going to take longer. I mean, oh yeah, it, just because you think lunch at Chipotle takes twenty five minutes, it could take twenty five minutes just to get your food. Right. I mean, and, and, and it's not always just time delays that, that are going to affect you. It can be anything. It can be, you know. A ride going down. A ride mm-hmm. going down. The ride on Dumbo leaves your kid feeling queasy. So they don't want to ride Big Thunder Mountain right now, but they do want to ride it before the end of the day. They just need some time. You know what? You can make your kid go on Big Thunder now. Which means absolutely that miserable. you'll all be miserable, right? Because mm-hmm. the kid won't feel good. And they'll make sure you feel miserable too. Or you can be flexible. You can walk around, find something else you can do for 15, 20 minutes, get them a cold cup of water, and then go get in line for the attraction after they've gotten a little more comfortable again. I mean, it's just a matter of rolling with it and learning to adjust as you go. All right. Well, so, uh, Tim, what's a, what's a do not on your list? Do not on my list. And this, this goes with the same theme of the extremes. Don't overpack and don't underpack. All uh, right. So, applies, so help us understand those parameters. What, what do those extremes look like? Well, the extremes are this, and this applies in the Disney parks. It applies on Disney cruise. It applies pretty much any destination. Um, if you're thinking you need to pack two outfits a day, every day, you are way overpacking. You don't want to deal with that. Uh, bonus, if you're staying in a place that has uh, some kind of a laundry facility, if you really, really have to do that. Uh, but uh, packing too much is just pointless. Uh, you're not going to need that. Uh, underpacking, if you go off and forget something that was really important, like say magic bands, or I have a, a, a Grogu. See him here? A little Grogu? Oh, there we go. He sits on my shoulder and I want to wear that on Star Wars day on my cruise. I don't want to forget him. So he's going to go in my little carry on bag. So that's kind of the parameters I'm talking about. Don't, don't pack too many clothes. Don't have uh, so many things that you are absolutely must do. If you're going to do, if you're going to do a, oh, let's say, uh, let's use my upcoming cruise. For example, if you're going to do pirate night and you're going to take a pirate costume and you're going to do Star Wars Day at Sea, and you're going to take a Star Wars costume. Well, let's think really hard about whether or not we want to have um, clothes for formal night, because that's <laughs> not really a requisite, not that many people even do it. Um, do the things that are important. So, you know, the, the stuff to stay with the theming of the day, that's great, but you don't need five swimsuits. Trust me, no. you won't. You're not going to spend that much time in water. Right. And if you do, it'll dry. Yes. 
<laughs> well, okay. and that's just it, right? Every <laughs> Disney resort has laundry facilities that are mm-hmm. available. If you really need it, you can get laundry done. It's not that big a deal. Um, and, you know, I, I, I tend to think of it this way. The in-between thing that I would mention is, um, uh, to me, the biggest sort of culprit that causes overpacking is that you're packing for lots of people and it gets overwhelming packing for lots of people for multiple days and you forget whether you've put a you know a shirt in for Willie and a shirt in for Tim and a shirt in okay so my best tip to help you avoid this is and I swear by this get uh, for kids, you know, younger kids, the gallon size Ziploc bags work. And for, for bigger kids and adults, you can get two-gallon Ziplocs. Um, have everybody pack day by day, an outfit for each day, and put them in the Ziplocs and label them with a, a Sharpie. Yeah, because this is this person this, this day. Exactly. Because the the problem that people end up having is that they throw all the stuff in their bag, then they get to the resort, nobody unpacks and puts things in drawers anymore, right? You work out of your out of Oh, your I got a wife that does that. I know. Yeah, I, I prefer stuff. to put things in drawers too. But even Disney gets that most people don't anymore, and, and that's why there are fewer and fewer drawers Correct. <laughs> in the rooms. Um, True enough. But you're, you're sifting through your bags, and inevitably— you know, one of the kids wears the one shirt that goes with that pair of shorts on the wrong day because it also happens to go with these shorts. But the shirt that was supposed to go with those shorts doesn't go with the shorts for the other day. And then you get a cranky kid. Yep. You can avoid cranky parents. all of that silliness. And it really makes the packing more efficient. Um, and and it, it makes it easier for the kids to help with the packing too, right? Because you can give them the pre-labeled bags and you just say every bag needs to have. You know, a pair of underwear, a pair of socks, a pair of shorts, and a shirt, and let them go. Yeah, and and pro tip, we that's exactly how I pack things uh, for my wife and me. We we do we pick out we we pick or figure out, not pick out. We figure <laughs> out an outfit per day, and then uh, once that's all done, we'll probably throw in one or two shirts extra just in case something sure. happens. I you know because I'm a I'm a klutz. I will. I, if I'm enjoying my food, I'm usually wearing it. So <laughs> it's right. the need for maybe an extra shirt or two. But that. see, that's where that's where having the outfits packed in the in the ziplocs already helps because you can you can clearly differentiate right between the things that you're planning mm-hmm. to wear in the parks and the one or two extras because inevitably, if you don't do that, you end up with twice as many extras as you thought you needed. Uh huh. Another thing that we should bring up is dress code at Disney is way more relaxed than most places. Yeah. Resort casual is very acceptable at over 95% of the places. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to do dinner at Victorian Alberts, there is no, well, I'm sorry. There's, I guess. California grill and Citrico's. No, no, no. Wait, wait. even though all the only requirement is um, that, that, you know, no, no um, swimsuits. Uh, no and I guess the 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 um, uh, the signature restaurants will say that they want you to to have basically your legs covered. Although right, they pants. won't, they won't require it. Right, they'll let it slide. Um, and for men, they want a collared shirt. Right. 
right? And for women, they don't want straps showing. So right. tank top isn't really a great option. But, but 95% of the places will take a t-shirt and shorts no matter where you go. Yeah, absolutely. And you won't feel out of place either. No. I mean, you're not going to be that guy or girl. And literally, <laughs> to, to eat in a signature rest- restaurant, you need a golf shirt. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. I mean, it's not, it's not like you have to have a coat and tie. No. And T-shirts uh, except are so Victorian light. You, you, pack up, you pack those down nice and small. Okay, you've got more than enough room for a golf shirt or two. Come on. Correct. Yeah. Right. And the same thing is true on the cruise line, really. Um, you know, you'll mm-hmm. want pants, you want pants for the, the dining rooms in the um, – on the cruise line, just because it gets cold in the <laughs> cruise dining rooms, otherwise. <laughs> Unless you're like me, I'm I'm too hot all the time. Oh well, yeah, the but that's because. Uh, yeah, okay, but you're Nanook of the, the North. Tequila oh, and yeah. <laughs> but especially if uh, you're going to one of the signature places like Palo or Remy's, uh, then yeah, they want you to have pants. They want you to have a collared shirt. You need. Oh well, yeah, time, actually, not Palo, uh, um, Palo and Remy, you're supposed to uh, you're supposed to have a jacket. Supposed to, but I've, I've, never gotten, worn one. I've gotten by without it. Right. Yeah. They recommend them. Let's put it that right. way. Uh, some class, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> and at least at one time, Remy would actually make you, but they may be. I think they probably moved on from that now. Yeah. yeah I think they've, they've definitely relaxed that because I know uh, we had a Remy brunch last time and I okay. did not wear a jacket. Well, yeah, no. that was brunch. I think it was only brunch. dinner that, that was not requiring a jacket. Oh, okay. That's a different thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the bottom line is it, it's easy. It's, it's, it's hard, right? Um, you don't need to, to pack nine different outfits. You don't need to worry about multiple levels of formality. It, it's, it's comfortable. It's casual pretty much everywhere at a Disney destination. Um, now on the underpacking side, right? I, I also think you need to be smart and yes, it's true. There's no such thing as completely underpacking, at least for a parks vacation, because it's not like you're going out into the wilderness. Um, you know, there are plenty of stores nearby. Worst case scenario, you can Uber to the Target or to the Walmart um, and get anything you need. Um, there's, you know, no reason to stress about it. And the sundry shops and the resorts typically have right, most right. of yeah. what you would need. Um, I mean, sweatshirts are 75, t-shirts are 40. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, look, we had the trip where for some reason my son's underwear never made it into his bag. And that happens. That happens. So we wanted to go commando. You so, know what? Okay. We took the run to Target. He and got it's just a whole so much easier. underwear. But it was no big deal. I mean, it was, you know, it was one evening, Target's open 24 hours and you know, I waited until they were everybody else was asleep, even, and then went and ran and picked up his stuff. And, it, and truth be told, he probably could have used the new underwear, right? It probably. <laughs> um, so you know, I mean, it, it's not anything to really worry about. Um, and and the cruise is a little different. Um, you do have some things that you need to make sure you have on a cruise. Uh, and so for my do not, um, I'm going to pipe in with something here about the cruise line. And, and this is one that some people might argue with me, but I'm going to tell you right up front that I believe this really strongly. Do not cruise without a passport. Don't do it. Technically, you might be able to. You can yeah, do it with your, you can, your government but- ID and your birth certificate and for some destinations. But don't do it. It's not worth it. 
yes, it costs some money to get your passport. Get the passport. They last 10 years. Yeah. It's $140 for 10 years. Right. $14 a year. Yeah, exactly. For peace of mind that if something should happen, God forbid, but things do happen because we're humans. We screw up sometimes. Things happen. If you're stuck in Cozumel because you didn't finish your excursion and your tequila in time and the boat took off without you, guess what? You're in a foreign country. And you can't swim to catch that boat. And and, and more importantly, I mean, Tim, we we have an acquaintance. We have a friend who... You know, needed to get home uh, from the Bahamas in a hurry because he had a mm-hmm. diabetic episode. Yep. Um, and, you know, he had two options. He could, if he didn't have a passport, he'd be sitting in a, in a hospital in the Bahamas, you know, dealing with the diabetic crisis instead of having the ability to fly home from the Bahamas and get his treatment from a hospital where he trusted his doctors. Um, well, not only that, even if he was stuck in the hospital in the Bahamas, the cruise ship's going to leave without you. Well, that's exactly. And you, you're going to have to have a passport to be able to get your way back home unless you want to deal with the embassies. And all that well, right. I mean, that's what ends up happening, right? Is you right. end up going through the embassy and it takes extra time and it takes extra money and it takes extra stress and nobody needs that. Not on vacation. $140 for 10 years is worth it. Just get it done. All right, Willie, how about you? What's another do not from you? Do not think you can walk into the parks anymore a days, just blindly. I had a client call just yesterday, and they wanted to just show up the 26th through the 1st and just think they were going to walk in the parks like they did in the 80s. <laughs> Don't even think about it, people. How's that going to work out for him? It's not going to work out at all. It's very challenging nowadays. And the days of showing up and going in are almost over if they're not over. (sighs) Right. I mean, you have to have a park reservation. And yeah, most days you can probably get a park reservation day of. You're not going to get a reservation day of over the Christmas holidays, over the Thanksgiving holiday. Over any holiday, <laughs> when you've got extra people, you're going to hit your park capacities. Oh, Memorial Day? Forget about it. You know, everybody's done with school for the year. Oh, yeah. You're not, don't even think you're going to get in the July park. 4th? Yeah, that too. Everyone wants to see all the fireworks? Like- because they have fabulous fireworks. But if Correct. you're not prepared, if you, if you haven't gotten your reservations way ahead of time, forget about it. Watch it from the street. <laughs> Watch from your hotel room if you can. That you don't have. Because <laughs> you didn't right, plan. Because those aren't available either. Correct. All right. Uh, let's see. I think it's, uh, what is it, Tim? Your turn for Tim, another. Tim, are you? you Do know. not. Or is it me? Oh, either way. We can work with it. All right. Well, go ahead. Uh, I had a good one. But for now, this kind of goes along with the over and under packing. Uh, don't forget chargers for battery, uh, for your phones, for any type of battery that you need to charge. I know that I have gone to a Disney resort, a Disney property and forgot my wife's wheelchair battery charger that turned into quite the experience. It just so happened that there was a store that was in very close proximity to Disneyland. We were at Disneyland in California at the time. 
where we were able to go and get her chair charged up. But that was, that was a huge, huge headache. Now for phones and such like that, um, I have this, I call it my brick anchor. Anchor, no, they did not pay me to, to <laughs> mention their name, but this anchor, it lasts for freaking ever. It, it uh, charges, you know, in just a few hours time. Um, when we're on like a Disney cruise, for example, I would just as soon charge the anchor, the, the, the brick overnight, and then use it during the day as necessary than to, you know, spend the, the, the extra outlets, if you will, to charge the phones. Cause we've got a couple of phones. Well, I've only got the one brick. So that works out quite well for me. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to just sort of build on that for a minute and say that the more unusual the battery or the item, the more important it is to make sure you do not forget the battery and or the charger. So yep. it's one thing with your phone, right? You can always find a cable. You can always find whether it's a, an Android cable or you need a, a USB-C cable or you need a lightning cable. Any of those are going to be available. All right. But if you're, you're bringing your camera, right? Camera batteries are often model specific. And if your camera is three years old, guess what? You're probably not going to find one readily in a store. The only place to get one is online. And then you got to deal with shipping and how quickly they can get it to you and all that. Um, so if you're on a cruise ship, forget about it. And if, gonna, well, yeah. And if you're on a cruise ship, you're stuck. Yeah, you're done. Camera There's batteries the, die fast because you accidentally leave it on yep. or you, you don't know it's on. Right. So anything that has a, any kind of unique charging function, like uh, cameras are the, the biggest culprits here, but video cameras too. Um, you know, a, a lot of folks will want to grab video and, and you don't, you know, people don't use their video cameras regularly anymore because they use their phones most of the time. But if you bring your, your digital video camera because, you know, you think you got something special you want to be able to capture or whatever, you know what? It probably has a unique charger plug. Uh, it probably isn't standardized. And if that's the case, you know, you got to make sure you've got the right one or you're going to be done with it and just lugging around a, a doorstop mm -hmm. for most of your trip. For example, my video, my video recorder has a specialized battery that I have a charger that the battery goes into the charger and then the charger itself plugs in. So, there you, go. you know, if I don't remember that charger, then that battery is mm. going to do me absolutely no good. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, now, if I'm going to, you know, add another do not, um, all right. So this do not is going to be a, a, you know, do as I say, not as I do, I think to some extent, <laughs> but do not load yourself down with every electronic device that you ever use when you're at home Amen. while you're on vacation. You don't need all of them. The reality is that I don't ever get to vacation anymore and not be at least sort of working. Um, and so the result is that I end up bringing stuff that I wouldn't bring with me if, if that wasn't the case. But you don't need multiple iPads and multiple phones and everybody's laptops and the Game Boy and the, the uh, uh, Switch and, right, have everybody pick a device 
if they need a device. Pick a device. Otherwise, you end up with luggage that, I mean, you end up having to have an entire bag that's your electronics bag. Just for the electronics. Right? And it's and it's the one that pushes the weight limit because everything's heavy. <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, it delays the airport by hours. I mean, you, you got to pull everything out. You got to push through. Like, you know, they're like looking for the iPad but that's on top of the switch and everything else. It gets old <laughs> really fast. Yeah, it does. You're that guy or girl or person, whoever. Well, and and then you're stressed out too when it's time to pack because you're looking, you know, quadruple checking to make sure that you have all the devices and all of the chargers and all of that. And are they charged? Because do we need them on the way home? Or exactly? Yeah, you don't want to be halfway to the airport and all of a sudden, uh, uh, little John says, "Uh, "Where's my switch?" (sighs) Right. Exactly. Uh, so try to wean yourself from them, you know, put yourself on a, uh, electronics diet for vacation. Um, you, you can survive it, I promise. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I will say I, I do avoid the gaming devices. Um, and you know, my son knows if he has to take a gaming device, if he insists on taking it, it's his problem. And if he, if he doesn't remember to bring it home with him, then it doesn't get replaced. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't need to be there in the first place. Right. You're on vacation. Right. Yeah. And it's an expensive vacation. So, you know, yeah. don't, don't spend it all, you know, staring into screens that you can stare into every other day of the year. Correct. There you go. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. I think we're back around to Willie. Do you have a do not I have Willie? A, I have a great one. Do not think that these places that offer free or discounted tickets do not have a major red herring with them. You see the $39 Disney tickets. Mm-mm. There's a problem. There's going to be a sales pitch. There's going to be a conference. There's going to be a condo to look at, or they're going to be fake tickets. Right. That's be also ready. true. It happens. Don't buy tickets from someone standing outside the park either. Like do Does that not happen. Oh Yeah. Oh wow! Yep. Just yeah, remember, I mean, I, I, it, especially when it comes to things, all things Disney. If it sounds too good to be true, it is, it is. too good to be true. Yeah. Well, that's that's a gug where I was headed. You know, do do not expect to get something for nothing at Disney. It's just not going to happen. Um, and and that's true in just about any kind of vacation. It doesn't even have to be Disney destination vacations. I mean, I, I've seen more people who compromise their own enjoyment of their vacation because, you know, they think they're saving $150 by, you know, agreeing to do the timeshare pitch. Uh, it's just not, not worth it. Um, the timeshare pitch is always going to be at 11 or one. So it's going to mess up your day, no matter what mm-hmm. they're not doing it at 7am to get you into the park by nine. Right. And right. It, well, and, 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 and they're not doing it at 10 o'clock at night either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and it's worse. I mean, the Disney, you know, if it's Disney and it's DVC, it's one thing, you know, they, they soft sell and they, you know, they're pretty reasonable about it. But the third parties, you know, they're not getting anything out of the fact that they're giving you the tickets at a discount. So the only thing they're getting is your time and the chance to to get you to buy into their deal. And so they don't have any incentive to make it easy on you to use those tickets because they don't care. At all. 
Nope. They yep. want you to say yes, not no. Right. And the more they can keep you there, the more likely you are you are to just say yes, just so you can just get, to get out and get back to what you wanted to do. Correct. Yep. And you always take the long way when you go there. You always take the long way when you go home because they want to be able to talk to you about everything and anything and everything. <laughs> Sounds like experience, Willie. I've never done it, but I've had a lot of customers do it and they regretted it after I told them not to. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to do not, it's going to go in a little bit different direction. Um, but, you know, I, I think it touches on some of the same kinds of ideas and that is, do not take your neighbor's vacation, right? What do I mean by that? Uh, I, I've noticed it even more lately for some reason, but I get calls from people who say, my neighbor just got back from, and it could be Disneyland, Walt Disney World, a particular resort, all these different things. And, uh, you know, can you, can you, you know, we want to go there in March. I'm going to do exactly what they did. Exactly. And my first question is, okay, well, what did they do specifically? And what specifically did they say was particularly good about the resort? And often they can't answer because right. they don't know. You know, gushing just meant using words like we had a great time. We had a blast. It was fun. We wrote everything. Yeah. We had the best, the best resort. The food really, was so good. Was right, right. I don't remember where we ate, but it was really good. Yeah. And, you know, my kid's favorite park was, <laughs> right, all of those things are great. But if their kids and your kids don't have the same favorite things, it doesn't matter. You know? I mean, if your kids love thrill rides and their kids are afraid of heights. Right. You know, you don't want their vacation because your kids will be bored. And if their kids took your vacation, they'd be miserable. Right. Peter Pan exactly. is fun for some, but not for all. Right. Exactly. Star Wars is not for everybody. Correct. So the Nature bottom line is, is whatever it is, whatever vacation it is, do not take your neighbor's vacation. Take your vacation. Take the take the and one that reflects what, your what family you likes. want. Right. Even if it takes a little bit more time and a little more more effort to think about what it is you actually like. Uh, how about you, Willie? What's a, another do not on your list? I think it's Tim. Oh, okay. Sorry. Tim, go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, since I think we've already done two, I've got one left, but I've got two in my mind. So I'm going to go short long. The short one, don't forget your discounts. If you are a DVC member or an annual pass member or have some right to a discount, don't forget to ask for it. Uh, you might have to show your, your DVC membership. You might have to show your annual pass, something like that. It's worth it. Don't forget to do it. I know that I myself, I'm preaching to the converted because I have forgotten to request my discount. That's the short one. The long one, and I'm going to preach, okay? Don't expect pixie dust <laughs> there are lots of opportunities that disney cast members will find and take to go out of the way to do something special for people in certain circumstances and there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason to it but if you walk into the place like you own it thinking that you walk up to the 
the check-in desk and they should automatically upgrade you when you didn't buy that. Or you walk into the park expecting that you'll be made the family of the day for the parade or you'll get to spend the night in the Cinderella suite. You, my friend, have the wrong expectations. You go in, you be humble, you be polite, you treat the cast members like like they are the best people on the planet. Um, there's an old saying that, that, that honey catches more flies than vinegar. The more you expect from cast members and the more you demand from cast members, the more you're going to be labeled as that guy or mm-hmm. that chick. Like I always say, please and thank you go a long way. Yes. Remember, well, everyone manners. remembers please and thank you. Mm-hmm. They don't want to remember AKA Karen. Well, right. and here's the thing. If you demanded it, it wasn't magic. If you demanded it, it wasn't pixie dust, right? right? The whole point of those magic moments, those pixie dust moments are that they are unexpected. And so you've you've ruined them already Mm -hmm. if you go in expecting them or if you go in insisting on them because that that takes away the entire element of magic. <laughs> takes away the entire element of magic and it probably ruins the vacation because you were expecting something that you didn't get. Well, and, and frankly, even if you do get it, it kind of blunts it because sure yeah. you got it, but you know, you only got what you expected, right? What makes I, I it magic it is something, it. something I surprising. So they, they gave in, right? Yeah. I won. No, that's not the right way to think about it. It's not yeah, the right way to do it. I agree. Um, all right. Uh, Willie, do you have one last one? I do. Um, do not try to keep a group of family together like a 16 or 20 group. Let people go off on their own. Yes. Meet up, do things together at certain times, but don't expect everyone to want to do the same thing as you all the time like give everyone a break and go do things as small groups and then meet up for lunch or meet up for dinner or meet up for fireworks yeah excellent point got personal experience with that one when we were there for you you remember when i went and broke half the rides at disney disney world yep that was one of those occasions we had 14 people in our travel party but you know, I think the most that was any in any given group was four, because you know we just all went off and did the things that interested us. We got together with the people that we wanted to be with, and we spent the time each other, even if we were breaking down the you know breaking down the rides. Just to say, if you were going to break all the attractions, you know, you, you had sure to split you get up, on, divide make and sure conquer. Make sure you get on it before me. <laughs> but but that's that's just prime. In the end, it wound up being a really great vacation, and, and nobody complained about, ah, oh, man, I did get to do this because I had to hang with the group. The only thing that we really insisted on is we met up for dinner and fireworks. And Which that was fun. That was great. Yep. Well, I think my final one um, is going to be uh, don't expect that just because you're on vacation – your body is going to work differently than it works every other day of the week. Okay. Here's the thing. Truth. You're on vacation. I get it. You want to hit the parks hard. You want to go, you know, you, you say you want to go open to close. That's great. Here's what you need to know. If you're going to be at Epcot from open to close, 
you're going to walk 8 to 10 miles minimum. So if you're not comfortable walking 8 to 10 miles before you go to Disney, there's nothing about the fact that you're on vacation or at Walt Disney World that will suddenly make it so that you can walk 8 to 10 miles a day. And that's even more true for your children. Don't tell me that, you know, yeah, your kid is is six and, you know, he's not tall enough to ride Space Mountain yet, but he hasn't used a stroller since he was three, so he doesn't need a stroller at Walt Disney World. He needs Guess one. what? <laughs> if you're going to mm-hmm. be in parks for extended periods of time, he needs a stroller because just like you're going to walk eight to ten miles, so is he. he. <laughs> well, I always tell people. By the time you leave your room and get to one of the parks, you've already walked a mile. Yep. Sure. Easily. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. I mean, even even staying at Grand Floridian, if you just walk over. Right. And then you walk into the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's a 15-minute walk. Right. Yeah, you'll have and, a mile down in no time. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not that it's not doable. It's just that you need to be conscious of it. And and it's understanding that. You know, spend some time taking walks as a family as you're to getting close to vacation thing time. To this, yeah, go ahead. Do not show up with brand new sneakers for anyone. I was, no. That's where I was going next. Oh my God. Right? Nope. Shoes are important and don't expect that. Again, if you, if you wouldn't walk eight to 10 miles in the shoes that you've got on your feet at home, why would you walk eight to 10 miles at Walt Disney World with those same shoes on your feet? I promise you, you will be looking for blister band-aids at every possible stop you can find. Right. And that's or my favorite is when you see the kid that, you know, packed for themselves and all they have are flip-flops or Crocs. Well, now I will say, I think Crocs are great in the parks. And that, I love Crocs in the parks, but if they're not ready for them. Right. Right. If they don't basically live in them already. And Correct. well, and 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 there's a difference. Like Crocs have a strap across the back, which makes yeah. it all the difference in the world. Flip-flops are are really a problem. By mm. by the first, you know, 15 minutes into the parks, they're yeah, not, your feet are hurting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, same token, I love Crocs because they dry quickly, right? Correct. You know, you're they're gonna get wet because you're in Florida. And and they dry quickly, unlike sneakers that, you know, if they get wet on day one, they may never they dry. dry out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Crocs and Tevas, I live by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but not brand new ones. No. <laughs> right? No. Get them out <laughs> of the box, walk around in them, make sure the kids break them in a bit. Um, and don't expect, again, it's just, it's logic, people. Don't expect to spend four or five days walking around in the parks and have one pair of shoes per person. Not a good plan. All right. Here's the thing. Even just a different pair of the same kind of shoes, although ideally a different kind is better. Like I, I tend to prefer to bring one pair of Crocs and one one pair of, of Tevas sandals um, because the key is, and, and I like to change shoes um midday, right? If I go back to take a break, because what happens is by changing shoes, every shoe has, you know, there's always a hot spot on your foot somewhere, a place where the shoe rubs. Well, if you change shoes, you change the spot where it rubs. And 
if if it rubs for a little while, fine, eventually you'll develop a callus. If it rubs a lot, you go straight past callus to blister. <laughs> straight to blister, exactly. Right? So if you have if you have one pair of shoes that's brand new and you send a kid out to walk 10 miles a day for four park days, then you're expecting them to walk 40 miles on a brand new pair of shoes. And is and you're going to be surprised that they get blisters? Right. Or their feet hurt by 10.30 a.m.? Yeah. And they're going to be miserable because they haven't used one in three years? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> They'll be miserable, and thus you will be miserable. Vacation will not be vacation anymore. Right. So, again, I mean, and and that really, it applies across the board. It's not just about your feet. Like, you know, you couldn't, you wouldn't take a 10-mile hike without a canteen, right? Without drinking water. So don't expect to spend a day walking around in the parks without drinking lots of water. <laughs> um, you know, well, you also can take a 10-mile hike with brand new hiking shoes. Right. Exactly. You break them in. Right, like, right. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, it's bigger picture. It's it's all of these things. Like, don't expect your body to function differently just because you're on vacation. If you need eight hours of sleep a night or you get sick, then it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to stay up late in the parks and do rope drop every morning and only get six hours of sleep. If you're only getting six hours of sleep and you need eight, you're going to be sick halfway through your trip. Mm-hmm. Your body is still going to function the same way it functions when you're at home. <laughs> right. So if you need eight hours of sleep, give yourself eight hours of sleep. You do not become a superhero just because you're on vacation looking at superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and look, I'll admit, right, I'm I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to this kind of thing sometimes. You know, I get out of practice too. Um, and and yeah, you know, there are probably nights where I have a couple more more beers while I'm walking around in the parks than I would if I was at home, uh, just because I know I can take a bus back to the resort and I don't have to worry about driving. Right. But, you know, you do need to monitor that. Like you do need to, to understand that if you do that, there's an impact. And so, you know, if you know, you're going to have a few extra cause you're walking around in Epcot and you know, it's, it's a safe place to have a couple, um, know that the next morning you may need to have a little bit later start and you're definitely going to need to drink a lot more water. Right. 7 a.m. is going to come really fast. <laughs> I know a lot of the guys really enjoy Trader Sam's. There you go. So do I. Just understand that there is a price to pay for everything that you do, whether it's walking 10 plus miles a day, whether it's drinking a little much at Trader Sam's, everything comes at a cost. And you got to be prepared to pay for that one way or the other. When they say the drink in that bowl is intended to serve four, they aren't kidding. It's not one, but you're going to drink it as one. Right. Yeah. Just make sure you understand that it's the same as if you'd had four at home. Yep. All right. Well, hopefully you've gotten some, you know, ideas out of this that, will help you with your next trip. I mean, yeah, we framed it as do not, but our goal here really wasn't to be negative at all, but, but just to help people be prepared. Um, because I think it's easy to forget 
some of these things because you're excited about vacation and you're always thinking about the positive and the fun things about vacation. And that's what we, we want you to do too, right? We want you to be able to focus on the positive things about vacation. But if you don't keep some of these things in mind as you're getting ready to take your vacation, it really can detract from the ultimate experience that you get. Um, Willie or Tim, either of you have any uh, last thoughts? Well, just tagging on to what you said, you know, that pe- especially people that don't go all the time or don't even go very frequently, you don't know what you don't know. And that's what we're trying to get to here is not, hey, don't do this. It's just, you know what? Here are the things that you really should take into consideration so that you can make the most of the time that you are going to spend there. One thing I would also strongly suggest, you can't do everything. Don't think you can. Like we could talk about don't over plan your days like we did earlier, but also trying to do three sit down meals a day with characters. You can't (laughs) do that. Like those are just bad, bad ideas. Yes. You want to see Mickey. You want to see the princesses. You want to do this. You want to eat a BR guests and you want to do. There's not enough time in the day because the parks are only open so many hours. And if you're sitting down for an hour and a half, three times a day, I mean, you're you're useless to be able to do anything else besides eat. Well, not only you that, if you're broke. eating that much, you're you're going to be like hurling after some of the rides. I'm just, right. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm being I'm being hundred about this. You don't want to be eating so much, and, and I suppose that's your bonus. Don't is don't eat so much that you're going to be miserable walking around in the Florida heat and humidity. Yeah, right? Right. enjoy your vacation. Well, I think that that's a good way to wrap this up. And, and just to say, you know, you, you've heard about the do nots that we came up with here. I'm sure there are lots of others and that, you know, you probably have some unique experiences and stories to share as well. We'd love to hear about it. Um, you can contact us. You can reach out to us on, on Facebook. Uh, we're at facebook.com slash Podcast. Uh, on Twitter at Podcast. You can email us. Uh, you could email the podcast generally at podcast at disdads.com, or you could even, you know, reach out to us individually. I mean, if you want to tell Tim that he has no idea what he's talking about, you can email him at tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. Hey, you can also send me your ideas for things that you'd like to hear us talk about. All right. And uh, if uh, you want to, you know, take Willie to task for completely forgetting about something that was terribly important. You could email him at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com. And hey, if you've got nice things to say about the show, you want to compliment us and uh, tell us, you know, what a great job we've been doing, you can email me at Aaron, A A R O N, at mousemastertravel.com. Uh, and hey, if you, uh, you know, really are enjoying the show. We'd love it if you would take a minute and go and leave a review. Um, just, you know, rate and review the show, um, especially on Apple Podcasts, but wherever you happen to be listening to the show, if there's a review function, leave one there. Um, I think you can even leave reviews on Facebook for us. But anything you can do to help boost the signal and, and help um, other folks find the show, we would very much appreciate it. Until next time. I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. We'll see you real soon. 
Apparently, Four Roses was the key. It's the single barrel. It's good stuff. That's really good stuff. I don't play a damn. I got to keep on. I don't play a damn thing, man. Oh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> 